Hi, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Toy Heart, a podcast about bluegrass. This is the last episode of season two here from Nashville is my conversation with Allison Krauss. I remember, you know, the first time I looked out in the audience and saw people singing words to our songs that only we had recorded. That was just a really crazy moment. Just never thought it would end up being there. Never thought we'd hear back from Rounder. Yeah. Never thought we would hear from Rounder in the first place. If this is your first time listening, you can hear full interviews with Jerry Douglas, Allison Brown, Bela Fleck, Larry Sparks, Jody Stecker, and so many more wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Later on. From BGS and Osiris Media, you're listening to The Shift List, where chefs talk about the music that fills their kitchens, restaurants, and recipes. I'm Chris Jacobs. So this week on the show, a conversation in quarantine with John Winter Russell, chef and founder of Restaurant Candide in Montreal. I first had the chance to speak with John at Candide a while back before everything, you know, shut down. And as I was putting the finishing touches on our conversation together and getting ready to release the episode, the quarantine kicked into high gear all over North America. We had a long and meaningful conversation about food and music, of course, but also about the philosophy of hospitality and what it means to create a dining experience that sets guests at ease while simultaneously challenging the perceptions of what fine dining should look like and taste like. It turns out John is quite the philosopher. Restaurant Candide is named after Voltaire's book of the same name, inspired particularly by the last line of the book, Let Us Cultivate Our Garden. This line is the guiding force behind John's food as he works closely with producers local to Montreal and creates four-course meals inspired by those ingredients, dishes that are produce-forward but not exclusively vegetarian. Anyway, I'm not going to play you that conversation today. Instead, I had a chance to connect with John over FaceTime a couple of days ago as I wanted to hear how he's facing the challenges of being an independent chef and restaurant owner in the time of COVID-19. And as an American myself, I wanted to hear how his experience as a Canadian in the food business is differing from those in the U.S. Spoiler alert, Canada has a much broader safety net than the United States. Of course, we also got a chance to talk about some of the music he's been listening to in quarantine and the food he's been making at home. But John also got to talk about some of the ways he's been able to give back to the restaurant workers affected by job losses in Canada, as well as a recent opportunity to create menus for the food banks of Montreal and its surrounding areas. Stick around to the end of the episode to hear how you can support these efforts as well as opportunities to do the same in the States. We'll be airing our non-quarantine episode from Candide next week. But for now, here's Chef John Winter Russell and I getting a chance to catch up with each other across the continent, recorded this past Wednesday on April 8th. Hello from quarantine. Hello from quarantine. How's things in Montreal? Uh, pretty good, actually. Like, I'm interested to see because it's just starting to get nice here now. And like the, the normal kind of like Montreal reaction to when it gets nice is everybody throws open their doors and like puts on shorts even if it's 46 degrees and everyone just kind of you know like starts walking in parks try you goes and sits on uh, patios for lunch because you know in the sunshine it's still okay you know when when did when did lockdown start for montreal the weekend of the 14th 15th of march uh so like i think in early march and I think when kind of like it really started exploding in Europe, we had a whole lot of friends that were in Europe and they were like, this is crazy. We, I can't believe this is thing. And that's when we kind of started 
kind of like realizing that it was probably going to hit us at some point or that the government was going to shut down. So we started paying attention, I think, a lot more to our uh, our own medical advisors. I think we were all pretty much, or at least myself and the people I was talking to, were all pretty sure that we were going to have to close at some point. As a chef and restaurant owner in Canada, in Montreal, was there a large concern that you might not be able to reopen? Because, I mean, here in the United States, that's been a constant theme, you know, is that so many restaurants that aren't set up to do takeout have, frankly, shut their doors and may not ever reopen. But it seems like you have a different, potentially a different experience up there. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think in in Montreal, I can't speak for a whole lot of other places in the country. And it's hard because I don't know the financial situations of even like my friends' restaurants. I don't know how like close to closing they are. I can just talk for myself. Like we, we work in a city where still, as far as like cities are concerned, rents aren't really that high. We don't have to... You know, in like smaller restaurants, we're not that worried about like not getting our employees back because our employees want to work for us and where we, you know, everyone is, this is all very temporary for everybody. Uh, did you have to lay folks off? Everybody. Everybody. The, basically, the restaurant just went into a, a state of kind of like a temporary closure. Uh, legally, everyone gets laid off because technically the restaurant's forced to close. But the advantage is, is like the government's put in kind of like employment insurance and that's something we have normally. And then they upped it again for what's uh, called uh, the urgency care package or something like that. So everybody who has lost a job or a good portion of their revenue can apply uh, for $2,000 a month for the next four months. So like the idea is then now I don't have to worry about my employees. You don't want to lay anyone off, but, you know, you can't stay open and you're legally required to close. So, and everyone has healthcare and no one has to pay for healthcare. So that makes it so that I don't have to worry that if one of someone gets sick, that they don't, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to get the care that they, they need, especially if everyone quarantines themselves and we can slow it down enough so that the healthcare system doesn't get over, overrun. How many employees at 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 Cundee? Twelve. And then um, all the taxes that were due this month and for the first quarter were all pushed back uh, a full quarter. Depending on how big your restaurant is, that can be, you know, that can be tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars that you don't have to take out of your cash flow until you have the chance to reopen. I think that probably helped a lot of people, but there's still kind of like people who have like, you know, three restaurants and a whole lot of staff, it will definitely get affected here. And there are definitely probably people that are in much more dire straits than we are at Kanzid. But for us, we were trying to like build towards a new project. We were hoping to buy land or a farm like this year or next year. So like all the money we had kind of started to save up for that is still in the bank. Instead of having a down payment for a farm in September, it'll be basically, it's just like, it's an emergency cash fund. So what so what have you been doing the last month? Tell me about, you know, since you've been, you know, since the restaurant's been closed, what's it been like for you? Well, we are in quarantine, so uh, I've been spending a more than the good amount of time with my girlfriend and we've been 
we just got out gardening today, which was nice because there's the garden by the restaurant. And so uh, we were able to get out and not be close to anybody and still be able to play in the earth. So besides that, uh, we're helping to support uh, the Montreal Restaurant Relief Fund. And that's, um, that's really for the people who work in restaurants here that don't have access to all the social programs that I was talking about. We're talking about like, say, um, the dishwasher at a restaurant that's right near the restaurant. He just moved here with his whole family and like just immigrated to Canada like six months ago and is like just like installing himself. He doesn't have access because he hasn't been here long enough to right. social programs and like was working paycheck to paycheck but like you know I think they had like supporting like his wife and like four kids his wife is like was supposed to start teaching later this year but won't know now if like anything comes back because all that's been shutting down so like the whole fund is really towards the people who like don't have access to the social programs you know you need 300 400 500 bucks to finish that rent, that's what the, the fund's for. So we're doing our first deliveries on Friday and then uh, all the uh, all the proceeds above cost will go to that fund. So Montreal uh, Restaurant Relief uh, Fund, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, it's like mltreliefund.org. So, uh, but, uh, but besides that, it's like, you know, you, you want to have beer or wine with dinner and you're home more often, so the idea is to, you know, keep people uh, keep people satiated for their beer necessities on their patios while also supporting restaurant workers. How are the um, producers that you work with? I know that, that the restaurant is, is very closely tied to, you know, the producers that you work with. How, how are you, are you hearing from them and, and how, how are that, how's that feeling? So most of them, most of them are okay. It's just going to depend more on how long this goes. Cause it's like, it's, it's still like March, April in Canada, which means there's nothing growing, right? The snow's like just coming, just, 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 just like melted in Montreal, which means it's still probably a week behind in like colder places and maybe maybe everything's melted in like the the south part of Quebec. So right now no one's really hurting because there's not a whole lot of people producing and it's kind of like that point in the year where there's not a whole lot of different varieties of food available. What would you be making right now if, if the restaurant was open? What would be on the menu right now? Uh, we well like we do we do like between like thirty five hundred and forty five hundred pounds of preserves every year. Uh, so most of it's like still in the cellar at the restaurant. So we do like saltwater preserved tomatoes, uh, like beans with like uh, dried and smoked chilies. Uh, we do like endives with a sauce made from like confit garlic and like um, and bread. So it's like, you know, it, it would be a whole lot of the food that we serve is like already at the restaurant. It was canned. It's there right now and you can you can use it next year. Yeah, we can use it next year or like we can slowly but surely make our way through it. You know, just uh, the people who work it at, at Consid, if they really need, you know, food reserves and then we'll give it, we'll hand it off. If anyone really needs food, then we'll, we'll give them food. And, you know, I think I've made more tomato sauce at home or variations on tomato sauce at home since the quarantine 
uh, happened in a very long time. Well, I mean, two two questions then. Uh, first of all, I want to hear some of the favorite things you've been cooking, but then I also want to hear what you're listening to while you're in quarantine. Let's see, Coco Roco. Coco Roco, while we've been in quarantine. Uh, we, I think uh, we ended up putting on like make a playlist with, I can't remember which song it was for, for Coco Roco. And it just ended up like going through a bunch of kind of like these contemporary kind of like jazz soul type bands. song by Roy Ayers. Very good. That is good. I also, I mean, this is a, a sad transition, but it's one of those things where, you know, my wife and I have been listening to some of the artists that we've lost due to this virus. So Bill Withers, and then unfortunately last night, you know, Bill John Withers Cron- died? Oh yeah, Bill Withers died. Grandma. Yeah, about about a week ago, and then John Prine died last night. No shit. Yeah, John Prine was a tough one. That was my wife. My wife took that one pretty hard. So it's, you know, but it's <laughs> nice to re- revisit their catalogs and and be thankful for the time that they had here you know i'm i'm gonna listen to bill withers discography all to all this minute i hang up with you grandma's hand soothe the local unwed mother grandma's hand used to ache sometimes and swell grandma's hand used to lift her face and tell her she'd say Baby grandma understand that you really love that man. Put yourself in Jesus' hands, grandma's hands. But uh, yeah, so it's so it's been a little surreal and sad, but but it's been nice to revisit those catalogs. Yeah. Anytime anyone is like is you know, you ask like how you're doing and you know, you like you look around what's going on and you look around what's what's happening and like where we are at this present moment like in Montreal and in Canada it's like it's going to be tough but we're we're go- we're going to be okay we're not going to hopefully come out of this not be able to pick ourselves back up again we can try and make the best of you know the the situation even though there is no real best so you just try and make sure that everyone's safe everyone's healthy and you know you do drop offs of food and then if you're still healthy, like uh, there's an organization called La Table des Chefs in French. So it's uh, like the chef's table. And uh, it's a nonprofit that uh, works in brokering uh, food recovery for the like food that would be wasted and getting it to uh, normally like food banks or um, homeless shelters. And so because most of the food they recover is from places like hotels and convention centers and arenas and all those have been shut down so in like the all the closed kitchens they're going to run skeleton crews and like over the next four or five weeks and we're going to do uh, a million uh, frozen meals to send to food banks 
Oh, great. So, Are you going to participate in that? Yeah. So basically, I'm helping with uh, coordinating like uh, menu planning and logistics, which I haven't done in a long time as far as at least in these quantities, because I'm used to, you know, talking directly to producers and talking about, you know, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, a, maybe a hundred pounds of food at a time of a certain variety, but we're talking like, you know, tens of thousands of pounds of food at a shot. And it's, it's interesting, but it's really, it's really cool. Cause like when you see kind of like the, the, the potential that like, if everyone just kind of like works together and doesn't really worry about anything but making sure of making delicious food, everyone's pretty much like game. And yeah. What are, what are some of the things you're you're uh, planning for the menu? So there's like a, there's like a shepherd's pie, but with beef. And I know there's a specific term for that pie, but I'm I can't remember what it is. But that's okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Shep- it's not that's not important. Uh, we're gonna do like a tofu and like mixed bean chili. Um, we're gonna do like roasted uh, chicken thighs, probably with like uh, like couscous and mixed vegetables. Yeah. So so you're starting when it when is that program starting? So it's already basically starting. We're already accepting donations of food. The first like uh, meals that will be produced will be start next week on the thirteenth of April. Well, we're gonna get out of this eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm really excited to hear what you keep for the episode because I think we did talk for like two hours so I think uh, we did I went through it all like I said I was gonna release this a while ago and yeah. then I kind of put put a pause with with the quarantine and yeah, but I listened through it all and we we clocked in at about an hour and fifty minutes it's good to it's good to see you and uh, it's, it's it's a lot of good work you're doing I appreciate it. Thanks again to Chef John Winter Russell of Restaurant Candide. If you live in Montreal and need some craft beer delivered to your house, send an email at info at restaurantcandide.com. All proceeds will go to the Montreal Restaurant Workers Crisis Relief Fund. More info at mtlrestoreliefund.org. And also check out the good work being done by Chef Edward Lee here in the United States by going to the Lee Initiative. They're feeding out-of-work restaurant workers all across the U.S. through the Restaurant Workers Relief Fund and can use any and all donations over at leeinitiative.org. We'll be back next week with our full episode talking about music, food, and hospitality with Chef John Winter Russell from Candide in Montreal. Also, I should note that he's been eating a lot of crab while in quarantine. I didn't get a chance to put that into this episode, but it's crab season over there, and he's really enjoying it. The Shift List is produced by me, Chris Jacobs. Our executive producer is Amy Reitenauer, with help, as always, from the entire BGS team, including associate editor Justin Hiltner, marketing guru Joseph Klingel, and all the amazing writers and contributors that make BGS the best source for Roots culture redefined. Special thanks to Osiris Media. Check out their entire roster of music and culture podcasts over at osirispod.com. If you love The Shift List, please leave us a review or rating over at itunes.com slash theshiftlist. I'm Chris Jacobs. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Cindy Howes and Lizzie No from the podcast Basic Folk, Honest Conversations with Folk Musicians. 
Basic Folk is truly changing the game with our well-researched deep dives that aim to empower the listener while fostering the folk community. I basically am writing worship music for youth group rejects. Maternal regrets and maternal guilt are universal. I try to make things that are beautiful and that are made with like a purity of intention. You can listen to Basic Folk on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network or at basicfolk.com.